Welcome to the C3 Church Watson podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. We are finishing our PowerPoint series today, which is all about the Holy Spirit. And this is week three. And I love talking about the Holy Spirit. I would be lost without the Holy Spirit. Anyone here today who feels that way? Lost without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is here with us on earth. The Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity. He is not a force or a power. He is a person. And the Holy Spirit wants to have fellowship with us. And speak to us every day of our lives. So today we're looking specifically at living by the Spirit's power. Did you know that that's how we're designed to live? By the Spirit's power. We are created to live that way. We are not created to live in our own power and strength. We are created to walk in step with the Holy Spirit. We are created to listen and to obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. We are created to allow the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, to grow in our life and come out of us. So when that person pushes that button, because that never happens to any of us, does it? Love comes out. Or patience comes out. Or self-control comes out. We are created to live by the Spirit's power. We are created to walk in fellowship with the Holy Spirit every single day of our life. It's not we get up and we read the Bible and we pray if we've got time and then we forget about God until next time or until the next problem. It's that when we get up... All through the day, we're checking in. Holy Spirit, what do you think? Holy Spirit, I need your presence. Holy Spirit, I need your peace. Holy Spirit, we're checking in. Zechariah 4.6 says, Then he said to me, This is what the Lord says to Zerubbabel. It is not by force or by strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord. It is not by force or strength, but by my spirit. Zechariah had a vision, and in that vision, God was showing Zechariah how he was going to rebuild Jerusalem and the temple. But he wanted Zechariah to know, because that's a fairly significant thing to do, right? Yeah. He wanted Zechariah to know that it was not going to be by his own ability by his own wealth even, if you look into what that means, by his own strength. So take off the pressure, Zechariah. God was promising him that God was going to accomplish a work through him. And a lot of us live life thinking that we have to accomplish things in our own strength rather than allowing the Spirit to accomplish things through us. It's not by might, it's not by force, it's not by pushing, it's not by trying harder, it's by my spirit, says the Lord. 
It's the only way to live the Christian life. Empowered by the Spirit. I like to try and think of examples of how that can relate to us in, in everyday life. Anyone been to the Canberra Centre in the last month? No? Okay, well, sorry for all of you who haven't. But the escalator, I don't even know. If, if an escalator doesn't have stairs, is it still an escalator? Or is it a travelator? Thank you. I was wondering about that. Thank you for letting me know I've learned something new today. There's a travelator at the Canberra Centre. And it's been broken for about a month. Anyone? Yes. And so when you go to step on it, it, I don't know, it feels really weird because you go to step on it and you think, it's going to move and it's going to take me. And it doesn't. And you just, and then you have to walk up the travelator and then turn around and go up the next one. Does anyone know how I feel? Yeah. It's hard work. And that's what living without the Spirit's power is like in life. It's just like hard work. You, but it, when you get on the Holy Spirit travelator, you just, you're still walking, but there's this extra power. There's this power that takes you, that is helping you. That is my little example that I found in my head. Well done. Ephesians 5 says this. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. When we're filled with the Holy Spirit, he helps us to be careful how we live. Because the Holy Spirit brings conviction to us. Uh, probably don't do that. Uh, maybe don't say that. And he helps us to make wise choices. It says, live like those who are wise. He says, do this. Don't do that. He tells us what God wants us to do. And sometimes we live our life, if, we, if we're living our life and we're doing what the Holy Spirit is telling us to do, things tend, I mean, we still have problems and issues that we have to sort through, but, you know, it's less. There are less problems in life when we live by the power of the Holy Spirit and we live by what the Holy Spirit is telling us to do. Would you agree? Yeah. I have people... I've had people over the years come and say to me, this person, this person, it's this person that is for me and this person is not for them. And the Holy Spirit is even saying, this person is not for you. But they don't let go. They won't let go. That's going to end in tears. It does end in tears. So I wanted, this is not an exhausting list, but exhaustive list. And hopefully it's not exhausting either. Um, <laughs> wow, what is going on with my head? But I'm preaching, so there are three points, okay? That's just how we do it. We are looking at three ways that the Holy Spirit helps us to live and empowers us to live. 
three things that he does. The first thing he does is he helps us live the Christian life, which I've already pretty much been talking about. John 14 says this, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. Gee, I love that. (laughs) Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he promised that even though he was leaving, there was another one like him who was coming, who would walk with them. And this advocate would be within them and he would never, ever leave them. Jesus left, but the Holy Spirit won't. Advocate means comforter, encourager, counsellor. Do you need comfort? The Holy Spirit is the comforter. Do you need to be encouraged today? The Holy Spirit, do you need some courage to go in? My greatest encourager is the Holy Spirit. He speaks to me. I remember going into a meeting. I was really excited about the meeting. I went into the meeting. I came out of the meeting very discouraged. And I drove back away from the meeting. I thought, that's it. That's it. I'm out. I know you've never done that, none of you. None of you have ever done that. Never felt like that. I got to the roundabout just down there and the Holy Spirit said, because I was discouraged. I had no courage left. And as I got to that roundabout, he said, no, 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 don't you step back, you step up. And then he encouraged me because that's what he does. He's within us. He is many other things as, as well as the comforter, encourager, counsellor. But we don't have time to go into all of them today. The Holy Spirit helps us live the Christian life because sometimes what I want to do is different to what I end up doing. I want to be generous, but I choose to be mean-spirited. I want to be a bigger person, but I succumb to being childish and petty. I want to forgive, but I can't seem to let go and move on. You know, if we want to see change happen in our life, it won't just happen by us trying harder. We, ha- we are in part of it, but we can't make it happen all by ourselves. The Holy Spirit helps us live our lives by empowering us to change. By helping us to do the right thing and not the wrong thing. By helping us to follow God's ways and not our own ways. How does he do it? 2 Corinthians 3 says this, but we all with unveiled faces looking as in a mirror at the glory of the Lord are being transformed. What does that mean? It means changed into the same image, into his image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. So therefore the Holy Spirit helps us, he transforms us, as, but we have to actually yield to it. We have to allow him to do it. We have to give him access to our world. We have to choose that. Not always good, not always easy, but always good. Paul has been married to a number of women over the years. And they've all been me. Just, just in case you were worried. They've all been me. 
because the Holy Spirit has changed me from a shy, timid, fearful, broken person to someone who is definitely not there yet, but she's not the shy, timid, fearful, broken person that she was 37 years ago. You may not be where you want to be yet, but you're not where you were. So be encouraged because Philippians 1 says, I'm I'm confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will complete it by the day of Christ. How does God do this? One of the ways is by the power of the Holy Spirit, which is what I'm talking about today. He does the work we yield, we believe, we let go. We give him access. God, I don't want to forgive, but I'm choosing it anyway. I don't feel like it. I don't even want to trust you today, God, because it's been taking too long. And for heaven's sake, you haven't done it the way I wanted you to do it. But I'm choosing to do it. And that's yielding to the Holy Spirit. That's letting him have access to us. He also brings gifts to our life. And who doesn't love a good gift basket? Now, come on true a good gift basket it's healthy it's helpful Galatians 5 but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control and I love that we don't produce it he does as we follow him as we yield to him as his as we yield to his voice this is what comes out of us As we walk in the Spirit, this is what comes out of us. So he helps us live the the Christian life. That's the first thing he does. The second thing he does is he brings life to dead places. And I believe God wants to do a powerful work in some of you today, and maybe you're online with us today. I believe he wants to do a powerful work. The word in the Bible for the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of God can be translated to breath, Wind, breath of heaven, breath of air. And in Genesis 1.1, it says this, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was formless and desolate. Emptiness and darkness was over the surface of the deep. The Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. You know, I've preached so many times on this scripture and about the power of the word of God coming out of our mouth using this scripture. And it's true. I believe it with all my heart. But I want to draw attention to something else in this scripture today. When God created the heavens and the earth, the Bible tells us that he spoke and created everything, let there be light, etc. Before he spoke... The Bible says the earth was formless and desolate. That word means nothing. It means nothingness, wasteland, wilderness. And some of you here today are walking around in a nothingness, wasteland, wilderness. And when the earth was formless and in that state, the Bible says the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. And if you find yourself in a nothingness, wasteland, wilderness, I want you to know 
that the Spirit of God, the breath of heaven, the air of heaven, he's hovering over that. He's hovering over your wilderness, your wasteland. He is hovering over you. When God said, let there be light at the creation of the world, the Spirit of God, the breath of God, the breath of heaven was involved in forming that. We had God saying the word, which is Jesus, and the Spirit of God hovering. They were all there. All three of the Trinity were there. In Ezekiel 37, when the Spirit of the Lord took Ezekiel to the valley and he showed him a vision and the vision was a a valley and the Bible says it was dry bones. He told Ezekiel, he said, prophesy over those bones and Ezekiel did. And the Bible says that they all formed into a person and they got skin and they were formed. But it wasn't the end of the story. They were formed but that wasn't enough. The Bible says at that point... There was the form of a person, but the person had no breath in them. And God told Ezekiel to prophesy the breath. And Ezekiel did. And the breath entered them at that point. And they came to life and stood on their feet in exceedingly great army. Ezekiel 37, then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, say to the breath, the Lord God says this, come down from the four winds, breathe, 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 so that they come to life. So I prophesied and the breath entered them and they came to life. That word breath, it's the same word used for the Holy Spirit at the beginning of the world. It's the same word the Spirit of God was hovering over. What was formless, the breath of heaven, the breath of heaven, the breath of heaven is here. The Holy Spirit wants to breathe on some of you today. He wants to breathe over your wasteland. He wants to breathe life into you again. Genesis 2.7 says, the Lord formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into his nostrils, and he became a living person. I have received the breath of life when I have had no life. It happened to me at a conference. I I went into the conference just totally at the end of what I thought I could do or live with. And I sat down, and the Holy Spirit came up to me right up to my face. I felt him, and I literally went... (gasps) Like that. And it was the breath of life. Because it was formless. My life felt just void and wasteful. So some of you, I'm going to do something in the, you know, before I finish, I'm going to do this right now. Some of you need that. Some of you need the breath of life. I want you to look away to God right now because I'm going to pray a prayer over you. Father, feel free to let God know that that's you if it's you, however you you want to do that. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are here in this space right now. Oh God, for those who are online with us as well. Father, 
let your life, God. I prophesy breath. I prophesy breath. Lord, breath of life into those in this place today who need it, God. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that your breath comes right now. Lord, it's not by my force or my strength, but it's by your spirit. Your spirit. Speak the breath of life. Speak the breath of life. Speak the breath of life. God, we give you space. We give you room. We give you access, Lord. We yield. We yield to you. Holy Ghost. Spirit of God is hovering over some of you and and the power of God is going to fall on you right now. Right now. Right now. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Holy Spirit. Let it fall, Lord. Let it fall, Lord. Let it fall. says this and suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting and there appeared to them tongues of fire distributing themselves and they rested on each one of them and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance we are finishing our series on the Holy Spirit but I just read out a scripture that talks about the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit fell and people were filled and they spoke in other tongues and we're going to open our altar at the end of the service for you if you have not received that gift of being filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues you know we We get the Holy Spirit when we ask Jesus to come into our life and be our Lord and Saviour. But there are two other baptisms. There's baptism in water and there's baptism in the Holy Spirit. And God wants us. He gives them both to us. And we believe that baptism in the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues is for everyone. And so if you haven't received that gift, come to the front at the end because we want you to receive it.
I know that the Holy Spirit wants to fill you. He wants to bring the power of God to your life. He wants to bring boldness to your life. He wants to fill you with a heavenly prayer language so that you can always pray the will of God. He wants to give you the gift of speaking in tongues so you can build yourself up in your holy faith. There's so much. So much. If you haven't done it. But I would be remiss if I didn't give you an opportunity and for you if you're with us online today. If you've never made Jesus your Lord and Saviour, He's an opportunity for you. We want to invite you to pray a prayer with us, your prayer that we are going to pray with you. like to do that today, please pray. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to earth, for dying for my sin. Forgive me for my sin. I ask you to come into my life. Help me to follow you all the days of my life. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au.